Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrawfordville.com. That's rolcrawfordville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. I know this is an inside joke, so if this is your first Sunday with us, you won't understand this. I'll explain it later, but a member of our church just brought me a whole pack of Almond Joys. (laughs) There's a couple things I want to say about this. All right, hold on just a second. Come on, come on, quieten down just a little bit. About five days ago, I decided it was time for me to lose some weight. And I haven't had any sweets in five days. So I, I think if I bless it, it won't be like I'm breaking my commitment. In fact, I may pause in the middle of this message and have a bite of almond joy. Thank you, thank you. What a wonderful gift. That's right up there next to pecan pie. Wow. I'm sure you're aware of this, but today is the beginning of Passion Week or Holy Week. Uh, Passion Week begins on Palm Sunday today. And it goes through Easter, that's next Sunday, and it's, we, we celebrate it as the last week of the life of our Lord and Savior before his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, the word passion in, in our language today, in the English today, means a strong emotion that we would talk about somebody being passionate about something. But in the old English and Latin, it meant suffering. And so when we hear the expression, the passion of the Christ, it's talking about the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ, the way he suffered for us, for our redemption, that last week of his life and going to the cross. So this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, what if suffering? What if suffering? And here's my first question. What if suffering is necessary? I know we don't like to hear that. But what if it's absolutely necessary? Jesus said it was necessary for him to suffer. In Luke 24, 26, the Bible, Jesus said, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? It was necessary that Christ would suffer. But how about us? Is it necessary that we suffer? Now, there's a lot of false theology going on around the world today that once you come to the Lord, everything's fine. 
All suffering, all pain, all difficulty, all hardship is just gone. And I don't understand how, how that theology uh, keeps going because it doesn't take very long to understand that's false. In fact, I tell you something. Sometimes things get worse when you get right with God. You lose some of your friends. Years ago, I, as I was getting started as a Christian, I, I told... Uh, Marcel Myra Mathis, who was my Bible study teacher as a, as a young, young Christian, I said, I don't believe I can give up my friends. She said, you don't have to. They'll give you up. <laughs> if you live for Jesus, they'll give you up. And, and, and so, so is suffering necessary? I, I think we're going to find out today in this message and in the scripture that I give you that it is absolutely necessary. I heard one guy say he got right with God and it cost him $10,000. I said, how in the world? He said, well, I had to quit cheating on my income tax. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. It changes our lives when we come to Christ. And sometimes it involves suffering. What if suffering is at least a part of God's will for all of us. Listen to 1 Peter 4, 19. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God. Now, let me just stop there. Did you see that? According to the will of God. Oh, my goodness. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him and doing good as to a faithful creator. Now, we all know that we can suffer when we do wrong. And when we sin and when we make mistakes. But sometimes you suffer when you've done everything right. When you're trying to serve God. When you're faithful to Him. We, we suffer according to the will of God. And i got to tell you, friends, the way our nation is going right now, the suffering of those who walk with the Lord will increase. It'll get worse and worse. And the Bible has told us about that. Now, I don't know about the house you grew up in, but the home I grew up in, my father believed in suffering. Anybody else here had a father that believed in suffering? This is the way it went. If you don't mind, if you don't obey, you suffer. And I tell you what, that suffering changed my life. And, and, and I love my father for it. I, I can't imagine not suffering. The Bible does say, I don't care how modern our society gets, the Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. And one of them, passages stronger than that, it says it'll deliver him from hell if you discipline your child. Well, let me say this. My father, many of your fathers believe that, but I want to tell you, for all of us, our heavenly father believes that. And he's communicated it to us in his word. God believes in suffering. Let me show you. Here it is. Hebrews twelve six. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges. That means to flog, to use a whip. Or stick. He scourges every son whom he receives. 
And there's quite a few other passages of Scripture that say the same thing. But, but that word scourge in that day and time meant to be beaten with a whip that would rip the skin off your back. Now let me share something with you about that word. Modern day theology, they, they can't accept that. This liberal theology that will not stay with the word of God, they, they say that's not the case. In fact, I, one preacher, I was reading his message on this subject, and let me tell you what he said. He said that word scourge shouldn't be in the Bible. So help me, it's what he said. He said, I know it's in the Bible, but it shouldn't be in the Bible because our God never scourges anybody. Our God would not inflict pain on you. How convenient, how convenient that you study your Bible and when you run across something you don't like and it doesn't fit your concept of God, you just take it out of the Scripture. You just remove it. I want to tell you, that may be convenient theology, but it will not get you into heaven. This is God's book and scourges every son whom he receives. One passage of scripture actually says that we have been called to suffer. You and I have been called to suffer. Listen to this, 1 Peter 2.21. I hope you're writing some of these down. 1 Peter 2.21 says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. If you're a child of God, you've been called to suffer. Now, this is a pretty tough message, so I just need to stop right here and say something. And especially if you're visiting with us. Ask me if I believe in miracles. And you put a great big smile on my face. Man, I, t- I tell you what, you ask me if I believe in miracles and I won't just say yes. I'll start telling you about the miracles he's performed in my life and in my family and in this church family. We've seen multiple miracles. I can tell you many. Ask me if I believe in miracles and make my day. But don't just, don't, just go ahead. Ask me if I believe in the supernatural. Ask me if I believe in angels. Ask me if I believe in divine intervention. Ask me if I believe in supernatural healing. And if you ask me all that at the same time, I might just start dancing a little bit. I mean, yes. Yes. Ask me if I believe in signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'll say, yes, 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 I believe. But don't stop there. Ask me if I believe in suffering. And my answer will be yes. I won't be real enthusiastic about that. But my answer has to be yes. Do you know why it has to be yes? Because it's in the Bible. We, we find it in Scripture. Now... Can I just throw some scripture at you real quick? Second Timothy 3.12. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. John 16.33. These things have I spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. 
In Acts 5.41, let me give you the setting. The apostles had already been arrested. They had been beaten with whips. We can't even imagine the suffering they went through. They had been beaten with whips. And Acts 5.41 said the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But listen, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering. I'll read the rest of it. That you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. It just goes on and on. Uh, Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him. I want to tell you, friends, we should be doing so much good in the world that we're catching flack from every direction. I'm sorry, but we should. And, and, and it says, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. This past week, I, I woke up one morning. I was preparing this message. I woke up one morning and I had Betty Fusco on my heart. Is she in the house? Is Betty here? Okay. She'll watch it. She'll watch it on YouTube. I have to be careful who I talk about because they always, they watch it. And... <laughs> but I woke up and I had Betty on my mind. And for a couple hours, it just kept coming back to me. And when that happens to you, you need to do something about it. God either wants you to do something or he wants to get you in a place where he can speak to you. So I took my phone. I called Betty. I said, Betty, I woke up this morning thinking about you. Uh, nothing bad. Is everything all right? She said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. She, she was, uh, uh, seemed to be happy. And, and, and I said, well, Betty, I don't, I just know the Lord put you on my heart. And I knew I had to call. And I said, Betty, I'm going to whisper a word of prayer for you. And then I want you to whisper a word of prayer for me. So she, I prayed for her. And then she prayed for me. Immediately when I got off the phone, I wrote her prayer down. This is what she said. She said, we thank you, Lord, for all the rocks and bumps and thorns and difficulties that we encounter along the way. Lord, we understand that the only way we can get to where you are is through the valley of the shadow of death. So we thank you for it all. I tell you, I couldn't hardly breathe. I thought, God has a way. Now, you may think that's too strong, but I'm going to ask you, didn't Jesus say, if you want to find your life, you have to lose your life? And didn't he say, if any man comes after me, he has to deny himself and take up his cross? Do you understand that the cross was a symbol of death? The cross was a symbol of extreme suffering. That we have to be willing and ready to endure suffering for the cause of Christ. God is on the other side of your suffering. There are people here today and you're suffering. Um, 
And if you're not going through something now, it won't be long. You will be going through something. And I just want you to know God's on the other side of your suffering. Now, the truth be known, he's with us all the way. But we just don't know it when we're suffering. But I can tell you, he's on the other side of your suffering. Listen to this scripture. 1 Peter 5, 10 and 11. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. Wow. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Friends, I got to tell you, if you're a child of God, I got some news for you. We will suffer and we'll keep suffering until we enter into glory. But I can tell you on the other side of our suffering, it will be to God be the glory forever and ever. Now, you don't hear this kind of stuff when you hear cotton candy sermons, feel good sermons. But I'm telling you because it's the truth and because when you're going through something, I want you to understand that that's not unusual. And God may be teaching you something when you're going through suffering. I'm going to be like Billy Banks. I'm going to go over and preach this crowd over here. Some... <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I walked a mile with pleasure. She chattered all the way, but I was none the wiser for all she had to say. I walked a mile with sorrow and ne'er word said she, but all the things I learned from her when sorrow walked with me. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know it's in those times when we don't have the answers that we, we learn so much from the Lord our God. Robert Golden, a former member of this church, went into the hospital. He had surgery, and then he got very sick with peritonitis. I remember visiting with him several times, and I'll have to be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to make it. Um, man, he was, he was so ill. And while he was in the hospital, he had this deep encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Robert will tell you that it was there in that hospital room that he experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, if somebody here asks me after the service what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, let me just go ahead and tell you. If you, if you want to understand it, you're out of luck. Because there is no understanding it. But I'm telling you, there are times when the Holy Spirit can rest upon you. And there are no human words to explain it. He said it happened to him. He had this close brush with death. But at the same time, he had an encounter with the living God. And, and I can tell you, when Robert Golden went into the hospital, he was a good Christian man, faithful to the Lord for years. But when he came out of that hospital, 
He came out on fire. I mean, the zeal of the Lord was burning him up. In fact, he was walking so close to our Lord when he came out of that hospital that I was real uncomfortable just being around him. You know, people that walk real close to the Lord irritate us. You know what a fanatic is, don't you? That's somebody that loves Jesus more than you do. I mean, I, I was afraid of him. I'm serious. He, but Robert started praying for me. Sometimes he would ask me if he could pray for me and he'd lay his hands on me and pray for me and I'd, I'd, I'd feel that Holy Ghost sensation from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And then through the years, he's had this uncanny ability to know exactly when to call me and exactly what to say to me. And it's hard to argue with that when you're saying, God, I need a word from you. I need a word from you today. And the phone rings and you hear somebody say, God gave me a word for you. That was 23 years ago. He came out on fire for the Lord and it's been getting worse <laughs> for 23 years. I'm, I'm still a little uncomfortable when I'm around him. But at the same time, I want to be around him. I'm, I love Robert Golden. Even if he makes me nervous, I love him. God did something. So I'm just asking you today, is it possible? Can you even entertain the thought? Or have we been so programmed in a wrong direction that we can't even entertain the thought? Can you entertain the thought that it was God who made him sick? It was God who put him in the hospital. And that God was with him in that surgery and with him in that peritonitis. And that God took him close to the edge so that he could perform a miracle of healing, not just on his body, but his spirit. To turn his world upside down and turn him into a a flame of fire for the glory of God. You know, I, th- yeah. By the way, I talked to him yesterday. <clears throat> I know he's watching this, so, or he's going to watch this. But it was hard to get off the phone with him. Why? Because he loves Jesus. And his brother Dallas says he won't change the subject. He's going to talk about Jesus. Do you hear me? I'm just asking you, can you, can, can you receive this today? That there are times when it is the will of God for us to go through the fires of affliction and suffering so that we can be refined so that God can have our undivided attention. So that God can teach us something. So he can show us his glory. So he can start using us in ways 
that he would never be able to use us had we not gone through it. Oh, friend, I read a book years ago. And uh, it said, don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your sorrows. Man, that's when God moves. And that's when God can speak to us. Now, whether you believe this or not, there was one man in the Bible who believed it. And uh, he believed that God would afflict the body in order to get your spirit right. I can tell some of you are a little uncomfortable with me this morning. (laughs) You know what David prayed in Psalm 51? He said, make me to hear joy and gladness. Listen, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Yeah. Did, Did you get that? He's praying. Make me. He's praying to God. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. David believed God would break your bones in order to get you to a place of rejoicing. Twice in Psalm 119, the psalmist said it was good for me that I was afflicted. Are you with me? Wow. Wow. So I, so don't you think for a moment, if you love Jesus and you're walking with Jesus and you know you don't have any unconfessed sin in your life and you get sick or you're going through an adversity or you're going through a hardship, don't you think for a moment that God has forsaken you? He may be refining you. He may be getting you ready like never before. And I don't know about you, because I love just about everybody. Just about <laughs> everybody. But this happened to me the other day, and, and I run into it all the time. Somebody would say, if you'd believe God, he'd heal you of that cancer. I want to slap him, I tell you the truth. <laughs> if you believe God, you wouldn't be sick. If you're sick, it's because you don't have faith. And I want to say, why don't you go read your Bible and quit making a fool out of yourself? My goodness. Hey, a few years back, I was excited about preaching. I'd prepared a message. It was Saturday night. My message was done. I knew I'd get up the next morning, go over my notes, and I was going to preach this message. And man, it was just going to... It was just going to sweep over the congregation. It was so powerful. I woke up Sunday morning and I was sick as a dog. I called Pastor Coburn. I said, Pastor Coburn, I, I can't preach. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to do it. And then he preached. And then all day long, people called me all day long and told me what a great job he did. <laughs> oh, Brother Henry, I hope you feel better. Man, Pastor Coburn said exactly what I needed to hear today. Man, he had the word of God for today. That was bad enough. But then I woke up on Monday morning and I was perfectly healthy. 
I kid you not, before that day was out, I started saying, God, did you make me sick to keep me from preaching that message because he had the right message? Did you block me? Did you hinder me? And I started then. I don't know how many years ago that's been. I started then. When I start praying, I say, now, Lord, if you want somebody else to preach. If you'll just speak to me, Lord, if you just, I'll do it. I'll call them. I don't want to be sick. If you've given somebody else a message, I want to be in the house to hear it. I tell you, friends. Oh, my goodness. I've got a lot more to say. But I'm not, I don't have time. I'm going to just, I'm going to close with this. 2 Corinthians 4.17. It says, for our light affliction. Now, let me just stop there, friends. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how difficult it is. According to the Bible, it's just a light affliction compared to what's waiting for us. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. (laughs) You got it, sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Oh, friends. All the suffering you've ever been through, all the suffering I've ever been through, all the hardships you've ever had, it is nothing compared to the glory that's ahead of us. Oh, our God is on the other side of our suffering. Now, I know this may sound crazy, but I'm about to give an invitation for people to get saved. I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, nobody's going to get saved after you preach this sermon. But I don't believe that. I believe when you preach the truth. And I preach on miracles, and I preach on the supernatural, and I preach on angels, but we have to preach this too. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm going to give an invitation and then shortly we're going to celebrate communion together before we leave the house. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now that not one person would be able to leave this house without trusting you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, I've told them the truth. The road is rocky. There are a lot of bumps and thorns and difficulties in the Christian life. It's not smooth sailing and we know it's probably going to get worse. But oh Lord, I know that it's worth it all. I pray that you'll open eyes of those who do not know you. That this day will be salvation day. Oh Lord, Speak to hearts. If there are those here who are so discouraged because they're going through suffering, 
I pray you encourage them right now. And they will see you, Lord, and walk with you. And know that they have not been abandoned. Lord, speak to us today. Move on this service. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.